Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. everything could settle the snow globe got shook up once again that's right craziness from top to bottom in ncaa men's water polo bosco and i talk all about the mpsf invitational and after that we play a game called contender or pretender on this episode number 22 of the cross pass podcast thanks for listening what up though yo here we are, back again, episode number 22. MJ. Oh, 22? 22, oh, wow. slow roll. For some reason, I thought we were on 23. Slow your roll. No, only 22 double deuce. Double deuce, yeah. Uh. I don't know of any good <laughs> two, 22 numbers. Uh, double up. Uh, uh, what do you mean you don't know? Quentin Kershaw. I mean, yeah. Deuce, yeah. deuce. <laughs> Shouts I mean, out to the Doyers who just won just now, too. That's right, baby. Yeah. We're in the like best part of the sports year, yes. by the way. Yeah, I know. I do enjoy this time. And there'll be playoffs. Yeah. NHL just started yesterday. I'm a wash there. I like that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Basketball's getting ready to get started. NFL. Full swing of things in the football. Yeah. Rams has dropped the big one tonight. Don't worry, Dodgers won. Thursday, <laughs> October 3rd, first game of the NLDS. We're recording. And yeah, Dodgers won tonight. Yes, sir. So, here we are. Cross Pass Podcast, episode number 22, like we said. Now. 2-2. Two, two. Big programming note here, people. You yeah. got to pay attention to this one, all right? Mm-hmm. So um, here we are. We are on the Believe Podcast Network, your number one sports podcast network, the only place for every best show that you would ever need for everything. We believe in our teams. B-L-E-A-V. Do you believe? That's right. So um, like I said, important programming note, you're still going to find us on their website, CrossPass Podcast. We're still on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're doing stuff on Instagram now. It's still going to show up on Google Play, Spotify, all that stuff, just probably not directly how you were finding it before, aka yeah. like it's not getting uploaded to, to SoundCloud and then getting distributed to the other platforms, okay? We're like just living on Believe, which is good for us because yeah. it's going to cut some of our costs because this shit ain't free, Yeah, exactly. all right? And they also have a lot of other good podcasts on there, so if you want to listen to something else besides Waterfall, or after you listen to ours, yeah, they, got, after. they got everything you want on there for sports when it comes to especially Southern California, so go take a listen. Yeah, not even sports. I've like, yeah. I kind of browse around other stuff. They have yeah. a gang of podcasts, and it's like lifestyle, like there's a whole ton of stuff yeah. on there. B-L-E-A-V. So. That's right. Believe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I said, on Twitter at CrossPassPod, same way on Instagram at CrossPassPod. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's like a lot to talk about this week, I think, but at the same time, like not really. It's all coming from pretty much the same place because everything, like the plot just keeps on thickening, if you ask me. It's getting... And I love it. Yeah. So let's just dive right in and we're going to handle this trivia really quick. Uh, last week, not available. Didn't do a trivia Not applicable. Week. Yeah. Uh... Life is just busy, alright? So that's why we're recording here. It's 9.36pm on this Thursday night. I'm tired. Yeah, life (laughs) life gets at you real quick. So anyway, 
this week's episode, or this week's question, pardon me, Bosco. Um, how many years of combined experience do the head coaches in this week's top 10 have? Combined yeah. experience as a head coach, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was tough. Uh, I ha- I'm not even going to look at the rankings either. <laughs> I'm just going to go pure mathematician status on your ass right now <laughs> and think about just who I know is a head coach and all this. I would prefer if we did an over-under sort of kind of thing. We can do that. Okay. I'm going to put the number at 100, 110. That's your over-under number? Yeah. All right. And I'm going to go – no, scratch that. We're going to put the over-under at 100, and I'm going over because I'm thinking of 110. 110 sticks out in my mind of combined years for the top 10, right? Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. All right, caveat. There are technically 11 teams because there's a tie for 10. Yeah. Do you want to change your number No, I don't because there's a couple one-year, first-year head guys, two-year right. kind of thing. So. All right. Yeah. Uh, do you want to guess how many have 10 or more years? Um, I am going to drag this out a little bit and say <laughs> seven. Seven? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, you'll find out next week. Yeah. Um, so first things first. Dude, does does the podcast curse live on? I, f- I kind of forgot about this for a while. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> After the last women's season with the whole Yovan deal. And- yeah, that was on him, though. He had it coming. <laughs> it's not like we went over to the lawyers or whatever, like, yo. Uh, but no, I don't think uh, I don't think it lives. We had Ross on last episode, and he just came out and crushed a big win in his game. So Yeah, then they lost today. They did? To Campo Lindo. Oh, shit. In the first round of their tournament. Okay, but no. No, yeah. I don't think it counts. Yeah, not a wave league game. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but I see what you're talking about with why go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, it doesn't count. It does not count. No. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, as I'm sure many of you can imagine, this week's episode is going to roll revolve around it. a lot of the MPSF Invitational because, in my opinion, it was ridiculous. Well, it's also like, yeah, it was just the biggest tournament besides basically NCAA. Is like just so much going on and. Leading into it, yeah, so, and a lot of stuff yeah. happened. The last big tournament of the season, too, yeah. before we get into conference play, because conference play, I feel like, has kind of expanded now versus what it was. I remember in years past, there was always, like, the NorCal invite, then the SoCal invite, and yeah. the, the teams who won that, you know, they always had the strongest, you know, chance for getting that at large when it came to NCAA time. Yeah. It's kind of out the window now. Um, but, yeah, it was just, I mean, it broke my heart. I couldn't be there <laughs> over the weekend. Just work stuff and all that kind of crap, you know? Life just gets in the way. Anyway, um, so there were 10 one-goal games in this tournament. And for me, I mean, there's just so much to talk about. So for those of you who didn't know, um, Stanford won. They took first over UCLA. Pacific took third over UC Santa Barbara. USC finished in fifth over Cal. And Pepperdine took seventh over Long Beach. There were 16 teams, but I'm not going to go any further than that. Yeah. Um, Does this top eight or like does this final eight surprise you at all? Uh, no, not at all. I think that those are, in my opinion, the eight strongest teams. I think that there's other teams that could sneak in, like a Davis, um... UC San Diego on their best day. I get, yeah, but even then, like, they're maybe taking down a Long Beach or even a Pep, you know what I mean? But I don't see them even getting into the top six, so... 
I think no. I think that this is in yeah. I think this is the strongest top eight. I'm trying to I'm trying to think in my mind. I who, mean, it's definitely the strongest top eight, but like Pacific finishing in third. Oh, you're talking about the rank, like how it came. How out? it finished, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, dude, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm all like, you see USC sitting there at five, and I'm like, God damn, man. Like, yeah. I wish you know. I'm always rooting for those guys, but. Yeah, I think also Pacific has been playing well and they have a really good team and I think they just came out and ready to play. They had a really good game against Stanford too. They almost pulled that one off. Yeah. So I think they are a real deal, which we'll talk about later. But uh, yeah, it's like a surprise and not a surprise at the same time. And then you talked about it earlier, 10 one-goal games, like the ball bounces a different way here and there and it's a completely different yeah. standings. You know, they completely change. And I wish that even though I couldn't actually be there to see it, or neither of us, or a lot of people around the country who are interested in this. But dude, the, where are the live streams at? There's more live streams for high school games in junior college. It's been pointed out. The UC San Diego Cal Baptist game was live streamed tonight. I understand that UCLA was like trying to make money off this because they were selling tickets and all. But it's like, come on, man. Like, yeah, like, I, like I, we gotta I, figure this out. I think that is a a good point of the selling tickets, like how CIF does that shit. Like you can't live stream it without paying, you know. For, yeah. And I think that's crap. So I was thinking, if my modeling career doesn't work out, I'll probably start my own <laughs> waterfall streaming business, <laughs> or for non sports like ESPN the Ocho man, and just try my ass off to get some waterfall on the Dude, on the well. stream. I mean. If they won't, who will? Yeah. Right? Um, Some money to be made there. Dude, no And I like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, in response, or as a result, I guess, uh, the new NCAA rankings from this past Wednesday came out. Uh, Who would have guessed it? Sanford 1, UCLA 2, Pacific 3, Santa Barbara 4, SE 5, so on and so forth. San Diego came in at 9, and then LMU and UC Davis tied at 10. So, pretty much mirroring exactly how the NPSF invite turned out which is no surprise yeah no it makes sense it's like that has to be what it is yeah you know now one side note that I thought was interesting uh Pomona Pitzer ended up tied for 18th overall with Princeton but they're number two in division three yeah they, Whittier. <laughs> yeah they beat Princeton in San Jose right yeah and yeah, it's and then, but lose to Whittier like the week before, like just days before. Yeah, and then our rank tied. No, then you're still behind those guys. Shouts out, dude. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Um, so, anyways, yeah, let's just get into it. So, the championship game: uh, Stanford ten and one overall now on the year beats UCLA thirteen to nine. Yeah, it was like never close. Like they were just hammering them. Like yeah. they came out ready to play that game. Yeah, I think Stanford. Like they've been kind of able to like. They've been able to avoid a lot of like the stuff that's going on. They're just able to handle their business, and they beat UCLA, who is now nine and one on the year. UCLA was the last of the undefeated teams. Uh, so in that championship game, Tyler Abramson had four goals. Ben Halleck had three. Uh, Ash Mulfin had three for UCLA. Um, yeah, a four-one second quarter and three-one fourth quarter for the trees. Uh, looks like was the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for UCLA, they have a pretty interesting stretch of games coming up here. They have Long Beach, Pacific, and Santa Barbara over the next two weeks. Yeah, those are all really hard games. I just feel like, exactly, I feel like a year ago from now, we would be like, snooze, you know? Like, yeah. Like, who really cares? But now, like, this is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I really wanted to talk about from this was, do you think that we'll ever see another undefeated team? The last time this happened was UCLA in 2015. And then before that, the only other one I can think of off the top of my head was maybe 
UCLA won the year before that when they won their first one in a while. Yeah. But before that was like SC See, had a couple yeah. of undefeated ones in like the late thousands. Yeah. Um. I think. I think ultimately, yeah. I think. Uh, because I think it's just always hard to say, like, you'll never see anything Yeah, I mean, never again. is a strong word. Unless, I mean, all these pro stats, you know, like the Cal Ripken, like, nobody will ever do that and, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. But with this, I think right now in the immediate future, definitely not. Like, I don't see it happening in the next five years because what we've been, I guess the theme of the whole season so far for men's is that everybody's real competitive and everybody can beat or anybody can beat anybody. People are going to these other schools. So no, not in the immediate future. I'd say, yeah, within the next five years, I don't see that happening at all. Yeah, I totally agree. I just think that the gap, like we keep on saying, is just narrowing and narrowing. Yeah. And um, I hope that just results in something like that because more parity, more competitiveness in the sport um, will do nothing but help. Mm -hmm. Um, So on the flip side for UCLA, uh, they beat UC Santa Barbara. So they knocked off, the Gauchos, who were undefeated to that point, yeah, um, they beat them nine to eight again. Ash Moulton with the hat trick. Alex Wolf had fifteen saves, and then seven different goal scorers for the Gauchos, um, whom I heard were down a couple of uh, two meter players. Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't we hear that that uh, they were missing some players? Yeah. So, of course, you would always like to see two like full strength teams going at it for this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I also think, you know, you said seven different goal scores for the Gauchos, and that's kind of like their thing, right? Like yeah. what Wolf's so excited about, you know, they're so deep, and it's kind of the next man next man up mentality. So it doesn't really – it's not much of a surprise, you know? It's like, yeah, everybody's scoring for this yeah, squad. Exactly. Yeah, I just want to point that out because exactly what you said, it just kind of harps on that point. And, um, yeah, I just think that that kind of thing will – ultimately guide them to having a stronger rest of the season because, you know, I think we've all played on teams where, like, if if those one to three players that you need to ball out don't ball out, you just don't end up winning. Yeah. And I think that's not the case for them. Yeah. Um, also, for the Bruins, they beat Cal 12-9, to 9, so it seems like Cal is, you know, kind of leveled off here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, UOP, they're 9-1 on the year now. They beat Santa Barbara 11-10. to 10. Um, but not before they took down the Trojans, sixteen yeah. to fifteen. <sighs> yep, I know, I know. <laughs> the Tigers, man, dude, they're good. Yeah, they're good. I'm. This is cool. And like we uh, said earlier, you know, NCAA's are at UOP this yeah. year. It's like they kind of gear up for they like put all their eggs in one basket for when they're hosting. Probably, you know, like hell yeah, like this is our pool, and it's yeah, that's kind of funny, but yeah. Yeah, and also it kind of hit me the other day, that year when they lost to SC in the NCAA title game was in 2013. That was already six years ago. Mm -hmm. That team was so sick, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because we played against the most of that team. Yeah. Well, yeah, we did. We were still in school back then. Uh Um, But yeah, it it kind of didn't feel like it was that long ago Mm -hmm. for me. Or maybe I feel like six years is longer than it really is. I don't know. Um, But yeah, UOP, they also lost to Stanford by one, 15-14. So... Um. Yeah, good on them. But again, it's still just the beginning of the year. It's only what week five. So, um, and they also have the next stretch of uh tough games coming up in a fifteen day span before conference play. They have a three game home stand against Davis, then Stanford again, and then USC before they go to UCLA. Yeah. So I feel like you know you're kind of uh like fine tuning here probably, even though these aren't exactly fine tuning. T- teams to play against yeah but i mean once gcc play hits man it's gonna pop off so 
I'm also, I, I know we just ended on GCC, but I'm a little confused about USC. I got to talk about my Trojans. <laughs> Go for it. I don't, I'm, I'm looking at Fosh and I'm looking at their, their, their stats and stuff. And I haven't seen them play live obviously yet, or uh, even on a stream. But what is their goalie situation? Yeah, I think uh, like they're splitting time with Porter and the other guy. I, I'm gonna completely butcher this name. I'm gonna <laughs> go with the first name because it's way easier. Volosh, and I I hope I'm doing that right. But they're basically like splitting. Porter played it looks like against Long Beach and Cal, and then against Pacific it was Volosh, and then Porter and him split against Princeton. And like they're just I don't know they're going back and forth. Like who's the goalie? They're just figuring it out, man. That's not good. Yeah, you can't be doing this shit for a team of that caliber. Yeah, it's definitely not uh, not desirable. Uh, is there like an injury concern or what's going on? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Pinta just shaking it up. Well, I mean, you know, Aust- USC just can't have all the best Australian goalies all the time. Maybe Nick Porter's just taking a downturn. Who knows? But uh-huh. There's been an Australian goalie. Literally every year for SC in like the last twelve years, minus McQuinn Barron. Yeah, which is uh, hmm. <laughs> What's up with that? Yeah. Uh. So anyway, is that all you had to say about your? Trojans? Yeah, I'm just like I don't know. I'm just God, just a little disappointed. Yeah, they've only played nine games. Also, I I believe they're like seven and two on the year. That's so, not good. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's just yeah, they are. They're only seven and two, and it's just like a lot of other teams have played. Way more games. Like, you see Santa Barbara's played 17 already. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, speaking of Santa Barbara, they are 3-1 and one against the Big Four now so far this year. Um, do you remember what you said for, yeah, uh, for how many yeah, more? Yeah, I do. Goose <laughs> how many more wins they would get I told you, if I was a betting man, I would be in so much debt right now. Bosco said zero more wins for the Gauchos against the Big Four. I'm sticking to it from here on out, too. Yeah, I mean, they still have head-to-head matchups with UCLA, NSC, and Cal, I believe. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, but yeah, again with the Gauchos. Um, I feel like, are you almost glad that they lose, though, if you're a Gauchos fan? Mm, yes and no. I mean, I see the benefits. Like, you got to lose, and if you're going to lose, lose early. You know, you don't want to lose late. And, uh, I mean, it's also just, you know, a learning experience and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, yeah, it's good and bad. But if I'm also a fan, like, hell no, I'm trying to go undefeated. I'm trying to win it all, yeah, all the time, you know? Um, yeah, I just think it's important to kind of, like, just take that loss, especially early, like we keep on saying. But, you know, just get a chance to hit that reset button and, uh, and just get brought back down to earth, you know? Like, yeah. kind of reset here for a second. Realize that, you know, not going to be riding on cloud nine all season long. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just kind of, like, regroup. Um, you know, it, it must be kind of nice to kind of see, like, you know, things that they aren't doing so well when it appears that they're doing everything almost perfectly right, you know, and so they can just try to improve on that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're going to host USC now on Sunday before they go to UCLA on the 11th. So two more big games against the big four uh-huh. coming right up. And then they open conference play against none other than UOP on the 20th. Yeah. So it's coming, man. Yeah. GCC play is coming. No, yeah. It's going to be wild. They, that's a huge opening game too. That's yeah. a big one. That, that'll be a good day on a Sunday though. That's weird. Yeah. It's kind of those guys can't go out and have fun on Saturday or anything. I'm sure they're still. <laughs> I'm sure they'll sneak it away. <laughs> the red shirts are the guys that are never gonna play. Um, Some Sunday tossing. Jeez. 
Um, so I, uh, I thought it would be an interesting stat to kind of do some research on. The uh, GCC's overall record versus the MPSF this year. Um, they're 5-11 and 11 overall. Now, on paper, that obviously looks pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But I think in reality, it's actually a pretty damn good record. Yeah, however, is a majority of that is Santa Barbara. Yeah, three of them. Yeah, and UOP is... It's against USC. Yeah. And then, I don't remember the other one. Uh, Who else beat Cal? Uh, Davis beat Cal. Davis is in the WWPA. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, either way, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Five and eleven, I think, is compared to years past, it would be zero and sixteen. Pacific v Cal. Oh, okay. Yeah, on the fifteenth of September. Okay, All right, good. I'm, I can do basic math. Yeah, this there you good. go. Um, but yeah, I just think that uh, like overall, this is just a huge thing for the GCC because I bet you in years past, you wouldn't see, you would be lucky to see one win in, in the W column. You know? Yeah. So. It would be hype if, like, it got to where, like, the GCC was on the same level as the MPSF, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. two just, like, powerhouse conferences. Like, it's not just well, the MPSF, it's also the GCC and the MPSF, like, just going after it. Like, competing for those at-larges and things like that. Which hopefully looks like maybe this year is the case. Well, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, what do you think the chances are now that a GCC team get, gets an at-large bid? It feels like kind of an unprecedented thing. Oh, I think it's I think it's huge. Like, you can't deny it or, yeah. you know, it's you just had UOP and Santa Barbara just take these teams down. Like, yeah, yeah it's huge. It's definitely, I think it can definitely happen. I think it's very likely. Especially given... Both of these GCC teams' upcoming record or upcoming schedule against the MPSF, like these might be kind of like the like make it or break it games mm-hmm. for them getting the at large because after that it's just all GCC play, you know. Yeah, and uh, I think it's especially important this year because who knows maybe this is just like a flash in the pan type of deal and everything goes back to normal. It still remains to be seen, um, but I think it would be huge if they were to get an at large because I think it would it would be that the beginning of a shift in mentality. In terms of like the NC2A committee who determines the at-larges and everything else. So, you know, just kind of get like, get the foot in the door yeah. in that respect. Yeah. Um, now, do you think that there's a new favorite for the GCC? Again, to revisit, Santa Barbara was picked to win, but they were only like one or two points ahead of Pacific and I think Long Beach. Um, uh, that's tough, man. That's tough. I don't think there's a favorite whatsoever. Yeah, I don't think there's a favorite. I think... I think it might be like everybody's leaning towards those two, but it's still like a Pepperdine could sneak in, even a Long Beach. I still Long Beach. We're gonna for, get to we're gonna get to the, the Sharks rooting for them. The Sharks, yeah. <laughs> um, and now, true or false? Two GCC teams make it to the NC two A final for this uh, winter. True. True. Yeah, I true. like it. Yeah, I think just I think the GCC bid. You know, the winner of that, and then I think uh, I think an at-large, and then I think they play it out from there. Like, there's two at-larges, correct? Yeah, because there'll be eight overall teams. Yeah, two at-large. So, well, no Skyak anymore. Yeah, no more Skyak. Yeah. So, yeah, I think so. I think just if you just think about it from that point of view, yeah, I think true. I think it's going to happen. And I think it'll be a crazy year where this will be like the first year where there won't be – possibly there won't be two – two of the big four will be missing from – the show. Yeah. Maybe no SC and no Cal. Like, yeah. That would be crazy. So far, that's how it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I uh, 
I think it's true also, man. I think like this is this just has to be it, you know. They they gotta come through for us fans here. Yeah. Um and just like another side note that I it just occurred to me as I was um just kinda typing out show notes. Of so many high scoring games. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like if you look at like game scores from these top level teams even when we were playing, or like in the last decade, decades before, like those were all like single digit to single digit scores. And now there's just so much offense. Yeah. So much offense. I think you know, going down to 25 meters helps. Um, probably just like calling a lot more kickouts and stuff like that. You know, wanting to make the sport more uh, easy on the eye. Yeah, I think definitely rule changes are a huge part of that to help that. And I, I think I think it's crazy, and I I feel like I do this a lot, but I think sports in general are all going towards that. It's like a lot of high scoring in all sports, like yeah. water polo and then... Hockey is getting more high scoring. Hockey, basketball, football, like these are yeah. all a lot of high scoring games now. I think a lot of people are like, just, yeah. you know, we're going to try to outscore you from now on instead of... For the yeah. spectator, man. Yeah. Money, 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 money. Yeah, yeah let's go. Um, so yeah, so uh, moving on down through the MPSF invite, uh, San Diego... Beat Davis just before the buzzer in overtime. Did you see that video? I did. On Twitter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cooper Milton, four goals, but the most important there coming yeah. towards the end. The one that counts. Yeah, and uh, again, just two WWPA heavyweights squaring off before it ever really matters. <laughs> um, and yeah, 22 saves for Jack Turner. Yeah, that the national team goalie representing for the Tritons. Yeah. yeah. That's huge, man. 22? Yeah. Dude, I I that I feel like that has to be a career high. I didn't look it up, but uh-huh. I think that's also like this just got to be a huge like pump up. Like, dude, you're just blo- twenty two shots. Yeah, like just that's like just eating like just eating it up, man. Just going crazy, and then like being a field player and just looking back. Yeah. Like I always enjoyed like when our goalies would come up with huge saves and like especially like that many. Like obviously we're not doing our job on defense. Yeah, but to turn around and see them just like it gets you fired up and you want to do better on your end. Yeah. So I think having a goalie like that coming up big, I think also helps them win that game, you know? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Now I think just kind of the only danger in that is, you know, you kind of expect them to just have these performances like this. And then you just, not that you begin to play worse on defense, but maybe a little bit more lax, you know, yeah. you begin to rely on Mr. Uh, excuse me, on Mr. Turner uh-huh. too much. Um, and then, yeah, for the Aggies, Nur Gross and Kyle Riley each had hat tricks. Uh, San Diego was up 6-4 to four at halftime after pitching a second quarter shutout. But then Davis kind of turned the tables with a 5-1 third quarter and then forced overtime with a 4-2 fourth. Um, also, like I mentioned before, San Diego and Cal Baptist played tonight. Uh, the Tritons beat the Lancers 12-11 over there in Riverside. And now Connor Turnbow-Lindenstadt, the shooter, for the Tritons is top 10 in goals, and Skylar Munatones is top 10 in assists. Nice. So congratulations to them. Um, now, uh, Pepperdine, we're going to go a little bit out of order here. Uh, I think down in the, these like mid-ranked teams are the, like, the ones who had the most craziest up-and-down tournament overall. You know, like Pepperdine had a big 14-10 win over Long Beach, lose to Cal by one. Um, you know, they lost to UC Santa Barbara again. That's the third time they lost them in 10 days, man. If you're a Waves player, coach, or fan, you got to be pretty pissed about that, dude, because, you know, like they say, it's hard to beat a team three times. Yeah. Dude, they lost three times. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, but again, it didn't really matter yet. So we'll see what happens. Uh, any thoughts on the Waves? Just on the up and up? 
Yeah, I think uh, they are a team that could get one of these games. Like, yeah, they're losing these games, but all it takes is one, you know, when it matters the most. And they have a lot of good scorers on that team. And so I think that they can, uh, I think that they could get a big win. I think they played a really close game with the Gauchos when they lost by off of that crazy ass shot, right? Yeah. So I don't think that they're too far behind by any means. Yeah. And I think that they can do something. Like, I think that they're a really sneaky team for sure. Exactly. Like, yeah, I think that they would be like my darkest of dark horses. Yeah. Because even though the numbers go up in the L column, it's not because they're playing poorly. You Mm -hmm. know, they just got to get over that hump. Um, now, what I think is maybe the most interesting team out of the GCC right now, Long Beach State. Go Beach. Your beach, the Dirtbags. Go Beach. No longer the 49ers. Sharks. Sharks, dude. Sharks. Have you seen the Sharks logo? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't either. I'm really curious. I'm going to look right now, actually. Yeah, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of curious if they are doing that. Like, I know that they proposed it and it got passed and stuff like that. Well, we've been calling on the Sharks. Well, because I saw that they, <laughs> that's what they were doing. Yeah, it's quite the interesting thing. Anyways, back to this. Um, so, they were close with Stanford. They lost 14-13. to 13, Um, and they were, like... I feel like maybe the scoreline makes the game look a little bit prettier than it actually was because they they won the second half eight to three. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what made it close. So I don't know if Stanford kind of relaxed or whatever, but just in order to hang in there with the Cardinal is a pretty big deal, I think. Now, what I think is the biggest deal here for the 49ers Sharks is uh, the addition of the Brazilian, Rafa Vergara. Shooter. He had six goals in this game for the Sharks. Meanwhile, A.J. Rossman and Abramson each had four. And mini section, guess that Woodhead, which Woodhead had three goals? Dylan. Dylan Woodhead (laughs) had three goals in this time. Um, But this guy, you know, there's... There's players in the NBA, you know, they're called volume shooters. Yeah. Rafa Vergara is a mother-loving volume <laughs> shooter if I've ever seen one in college water polo. Were these his first games? I believe so. If not, like, maybe he, like, because I don't think he played against SC on that Wednesday game yeah. last week. I don't know. He, no, I don't think so either. So this might have been his debut with the 49ers Dude, Sharks. yeah, he's just ready, just like stockpiled up. <laughs> he's ready to burst, man. He came on the scene hot. He's just in the gym and swimming, lip, like just everything, like, oh, I cannot wait to get in yeah, the pool. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's and like just, a foreigner, just like, God. Established my dominance yeah, on this team. Sitting on the bench, probably just so pissed. And he came <laughs> in and just shot the shit out of the ball. Yeah, get this, people. So four games over the weekend for this guy. Uh, against Davis in the opening round. Four for twelve mm-hmm. against Stanford. Six for twelve against SC. Two for nine, and uh, in the final game, four for fourteen. Yeah, dude, just for a grand total of sixteen for forty-five shooting. Number of the day. We said uh, this is episode number twenty-two. How about twenty-two percent shooting? Oh wow, <laughs> what a tie-in there! <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that is not a good percentage at all. I just think, yeah, he just came in hot. Like, he's just a guy who probably – he's probably – I mean, he is a really good player. And he's just been waiting and, like, chomping at the bit to get in there and, sh- and play. And he just did that. And I think it was – it. I think uh, it's definitely added value for this team. But I think this tournament was, like, kind of gnarly for them with him in it and, like, working out these kinks and getting all this out now. Yeah. Because uh, not shot him, shot himself in the foot there, but I mean, dude, just shot the ball so much, obviously. Yeah. 
and we're and playing and working on that team chemistry obviously they're practicing together and i'm gonna say he's in the first unit you know when they do practice but playing in a game is completely different okay well i'm glad that you mentioned that because i'm no compliance expert but like so he wasn't playing for whatever reason he's ineligible because he's transferring he's for whatever are you able to practice that whole time yeah Okay, I mean, I just wasn't sure. Like, can he actually like be with the team, or is he you know off to a, off on his own in the other little pool there at Long Beach swimming and like whatever you know? No, what I mean? yeah, I'm pretty sure you could play. Okay, I'm pretty sure you could practice. Got it. I think that's like, like with high school, like you could. I think you. I'm if, pretty sure if yeah. kids don't make grades. Well, oh, if yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, in a perfect world, yeah, he would be practicing. He's in their first unit, so it's not like it's not like this kid showed up. Last Thursday, and was like, I'd like to be on the water polo team. Yeah. And then just comes in and does this, you know? No, this is a guy so, that this program is super hyped on to get. Like, this is a guy, yeah. like, people have said he's like a Catino nominee from what we've heard from our beach fans. So, yeah, yeah this is a huge addition for them. And it'd be, it's curious to see how they go, how they work this out moving on. Like, if this guy can do it, like, if he can help get him over the hump. Exactly. This was kind of like, for me, like, the last possible chance that he had to get in and, like, establish this kind of chemistry because once again like the gcc is coming up fast you know and like you want everything to be firing on all cylinders by that point and uh, to have some guy who comes i mean dude like i feel like if you look at any game like 12 12 9 and 14 45 shots in four games is so many in water polo yeah so many if you think about how many possessions you have and how many you actually get a shot on he's like pretty much the only guy who's shooting in a way well and you think about that roster and like exactly. the other guys that are on there who are like really good players like yeah. stewart and zahn and their centers and things like that like those guys are all other shooters who are touching the ball and stuff yeah. so it'd be curious to kind of watch them play or at least if we would have went to that you know that tournament yeah. and see how it worked out like are there some frustrations you know or is he taking some shots at what other guys feels the wrong time you know yeah. because i think also like when these foreigners or you know euros come in like they just completely play a different style of water polo which yeah. is obvious and so when they come in i always think that you always see it that there's just kind of like a a level of um how do you say not cockiness or anything but like they kind of like you know they'll be a team player during practice and stuff but once they get into game mode it's like i've like i fall like when i watch it always seems and when we've played against guys you know that i yeah. feel like you know, when Whittier had all those Euros at that one time, like, they kind of take over the game and, like, do things their own way because, you know, maybe they just think that they come from a higher level of, you know, play. Probably. Yeah, no, definitely. I and think. it's not shitting on them by any means. No, it's not, not like at all. like, oh, oh, dirty foreigners or anything yeah, like no, that, you know? Not. But I think it's a, I think it's a common theme, theme that I think a lot of people would say. Yeah. You know, when, you know, there's a foreigner on the team, they just play completely different and i think also coaches and teams like kind of feed them the rock like you look at all these east coast teams yeah. they have the one serbian the, on Bucknell, yeah. the bison yeah the bison <laughs> or you know they have this one serbian croatian italian or whatever like yeah. they're feeding those guys the rock you know those yeah. guys are the ones that are putting up 70 80 g's a year yeah and so it's funny you know yeah um i think so having like lived abroad and all that kind of stuff just kind of speaking from like a cultural standpoint i think that Another big part, and I could be wrong here. This was my experience. Um, but just, like, they, I feel like sometimes don't have the same, like, American, like, mentality of, like, sharing. 
if that makes sense. Or like or like you know, like being like like you said, like a team player, like you know, kinda like yeah. having like a balancing act, like they're just kinda like in their own world. Yeah. If they will kind of like it's just you know, it's just like a, a cultural, social thing. But yeah. I think that kinda like it 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 matters in sports, I think. I mean, for what could, it's worth, you could get so deep into that with you yeah. said the not sharing thing and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, we won't go. Yeah, any there's further. some life stuff. Yeah, not what we're about. Nope. <laughs> and uh, so then, last note here on the NPSF invite, uh, LMU I think had a coming out tournament. Okay. Um, you know they had a strong tournament. They had a lopsided opening loss, um, but then they beat Princeton. They only lost to Davis by two, and then they beat Irvine uh, by four behind five goals from the Spaniard. Oh, David Carrasco. Yeah. So yeah, they're tied for tenth now, which I think has to be probably like one of their highest rankings since you know they were big balling with Andy Stevens and Tibor Farai and all those guys when we were playing. Mm-hmm. So shouts to the Lions. And um, then just another side note, um, Pomona Pitzer they had lost their they had taken their first Skyac loss. On the Wednesday, but then they beat San Jose State eight seven, and then they beat Princeton eight to five. This was due. I feel like Pitzer always gets a huge solid win. Yeah, Irvine last yeah. year, San Diego, right? Didn't they take down San Diego a while ago? Or I could Maybe. be wrong. I don't remember. But either way, like they're always gonna take down. Like they're always good for at least one huge like win over a team. You're like damn, like. Yeah. I, I like shouts out though D three represent yeah. even though I hate them because they're our <laughs> quote unquote rival I guess you'd say not really but they're from the people's conference yeah, bro come on no that's what I'm saying I'm like shouts out let's go take them down kids yeah. need to go to these other schools let's go exactly and um so yeah um that's pretty much it for that tournament um now I had gone to the Whittier Pomona game I know this is like a little bit late but. I still want to include this because I think it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, from two Wednesdays ago, Whittier went in to Pomona's house and beat that ace 9-3. Yeah, that's what I said. I was, dude, pick Whittier from the gates, dude. They are a solid team with a bunch of scorers. Yeah, that was their first win against Pomona since the 2017 season. So the first time in four tries. Um, the first time under um, second-year head coach David Casas. Tenure, um, five goals for Dominic Navarez. What I say, the CBU transfer. What I could the CBU could have used him tonight. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thirteen saves from the goalie Mirat Irsas. Okay, which it felt like thir- it, it says thirteen on the Fosh, but having been there watching it, it at least felt like more. Mm-hmm. Like he had so many just big time stops, like like on the front door, you know, like just in close, just huge. And then if it wasn't him, it was the post. Yeah, you know. And then two goals for Sam Sasaki um, for the Sage Hens. Whittier led 5-1 at halftime. They pitched two shutout quarters defensively. And uh, so, good's on them. And we have some words here from Mr. Casa himself. First off, Coach, congrats on the win. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so that's your first win against Pomona in your tenure here. But yeah. I think um, even more so, it's bigger for the program, right, to kind of get over that hump the Poets haven't beaten the Sage Hens since 2017. Yeah, um, I didn't know it was 2017, but yeah, um, big win for our program because we have so much respect for uh the the pomona team their coaching staff the program um they do things the right way so a win over an opponent that you have a lot of respect for and that you admire yeah it's a big one for us all right um obviously both teams were fired up but uh, you guys kind of got out to that early lead and you guys held it and kept it going what do you think was kind of behind uh the victory today? i mean it starts with defense i think anytime you can hold a team like that that's one three 
um, conference championships in a row to three goals. You got to feel really good about your defense. I thought Hans Dolsek at center defense was fantastic. Uh, we shot blocked the ball very well, and then Poli Marat um, had some really key saves. Um, yeah, I'm glad that you brought him up because uh, unofficially, something like 13 saves, it felt like way more, and especially <laughs> in really big moments. Um, and then between him and just your guys' overall defense, especially on five man, Mono was something like one for eight or nine on the evening. Um, so just, you know, like what, what really keyed you guys in on defense there? Always, we work five men a lot. It's a big part of our game. Um, and we've been really focusing on, you know, specific shot blocking and being active and getting up out of the water. And um, I felt like the guys are really motivated tonight to do that. Uh, and they executed. I was really proud of them. All right. Um, then obviously another huge addition to your guys' team, Dominic Navarez. Um, I mean, he obviously he showed his shooting talent tonight and his ability to create even away from the ball. How big has he been for you guys? Yeah, he just came in as just a leader. Good guy. Um, kids named him captain even after he had only been there for three weeks. Um, no one works as hard as him. All right, and uh, last thing I thought was just kind of interesting, um, I mean, the scheduling, right? This is your guys' Skyac opener. Yeah. Um, like, did you kind of dislike having this game against Pomona Pitzer so early on? You know, um, I don't know. I, I, I looked at it, and I thought, um, you know, it would be very difficult to come up here this early because of the respect I have for the program and the team and the athletes and the coaching staff. But I just looked at it as a, as a great challenge. You know, we had to play them twice. Um, so just focusing on the process of what we're doing. Okay. And then I think even bigger, you guys got the W away from home, right? So you guys will see them again in your pool? Yeah, I've seen them. It's kind of it's funny. I think it's towards the end of um, our SkyX schedule. So it's going to be like, I don't know, six or seven weeks away. So I'm sure that they'll be a different team. And so we'll... All right. So thanks to Coach Casa there. Um, yeah, any thoughts, Bosco? Uh, just the, you know, praise of Navarra is just a huge pickup for a team like that. That's dude, just a dominant, he's a really good player, a really good goal scorer. Yeah, by my count, he was like five for five to start off with. Um, just like his ability to create off the ball, with the ball, um, you can just tell like a lot flows through him. And Whittier just came in super confident. Yeah. If you ask me, um. I always this is a like a side note or a tangent, but I always think it's like crazy when these uh, D one, I guess you call. It, I mean, they are D one play. You know, guys that go to a D one and then come to Skyx. Like, there's been like some crazy dudes that have like come through. Like Brian Chong, when we were playing at CMS, was a baller. Yeah, he was so good, and he comes in and just like just puts CMS like you know like they're just a huge force. Even a guy who didn't necessarily Goran Matejic, you know, yeah. like Croatia is like one of their top like two meter guards, was like recruited to go to like SC and Long Beach. Didn't go. I actually like found He's out just a, too old. Well, I found out a crazy backstory. We're talking to my homeboy Phil about him. You know, <laughs> who was cool with them. Like had a crazy personal like you know. But yeah. either way, but ended up at Whittier. You know, and like when these like blue chip kind of guys like come in, um, and and that have experience like Dominic who has played at CBU, you know, like, like it's just huge for a team like this to help get them over the hump of trying to get to the championship, you know? Yeah. Like it's huge for any team. Like if you would go to, it'd be crazy. Like if one of these guys went to like a Caltech or something, oh my you God. know, that'd be so awesome. Imagine blue chip brain. Yeah. Blue chip in the pool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that'd be so cool. Um, so yeah, speaking of Whittier again, uh, they had a big 12, nine win over CMS last night. Uh, 5-0 fourth quarter. 
Yeah, that's, to pull out the victory. Yeah, big that's, time. Big time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, two goals each for Zach Rossman and Sam Harrison for the Stags, and uh, yeah, just uh, three for Hans Dolsek. There you go. There's the high score for Whittier. Um, Navarro's only had one, one for five shooting on that one. And uh, also, in big news, the Leos, they took down the Occidental Tigers, 18-11. High-scoring affair baby. last weekend at Las Forest Park. Let's go. Shouts out to the Leos, baby. <laughs> Keep it rolling. We're going to be there. Oh, you're not going to be there. I'm not going to be there. I'll be there. Uh, I think it's next two weekends from now for oh, our alumni God. game. And they take on Kalu, and I'll be there for that game. To cheer on our Leos. Stupid then, weddings. And then take them down in the alumni game, though. <laughs> yeah, alumni always win. Yeah, you got stupid weddings. Anyway, um, so last note about Whittier-Pomona. Um, is this a legit rivalry? Because, uh, you know, they always say, like, CMS-Pomona is the is the typical one. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I think it's all, I think with the Sky Axe, it's hard. I would consider, like, almost like I was joking about earlier. Like, everything's a rivalry. Like... Because it's just such a small conference and everybody hates everybody and it's just, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like, I think I think everything can be considered a rivalry. It may be, some of them may be way more lopsided than the others. Yeah. But uh, I think everything's a rivalry, at, you know? That's how I feel about yeah. it. I think as a, as a competitor, that's how I always look at everything. Yeah. In my opinion, I'm like, screw it. I don't care if I beat that team a hundred times in a row or they beat me a hundred times in a row. It's a rivalry. Yeah. I hate them. <laughs> Still going to hate them. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's it for really the roundup of games. Now we have a, a, a fun game that I wanted to end things off with here. It's called Contenders or Pretenders. Yes. So we have uh, nine different subjects here. Are they a contender, Bosco, or are they a pretender? I will answer. Number one. A GCC team for the NCAA title. Pretender or pretender? Pretender. Just not even going to let you finish the sentence. Pretender. (laughs) Be smart here, man. It's going to come down to, like, the best two, and it's going to be a big four. It's just going to happen. There's no – it's just going to happen. It's going to – how it plays out every year, that's how it's going to be. I feel like you're going back on everything you ever said about this season, but I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. I'm going contender, baby. Go ahead. UOP or Santa Barbara, will not, Dark Horse Long Beach. Not be in the title. Dude, all you got to do is just get to the big show <laughs> yeah. and then see what happens, man. Uh-huh. Any given Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> depending on which day they're playing yeah. or which game it is. Um, but I like it, man. Contender, GCC team for the NC 2-8 title. Uh, up next, contender or pretender, Long Beach State Sharks 49ers, 49ers Sharks in the GCC. I am a man of my word, so I got to go contender here because I picked them from the very beginning. And so, yeah, I'll say contender just because, yeah, I think adding um, Rafa, correct? Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I thought I didn't want to butcher his name, but uh, his last name anyway. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I think just adding him, I think he seems like a really talented guy and the GCC is, like we keep saying anybody can win it. So I think, uh, yeah, they're a contender. All right, got it. Go beach. Go pyramid. <laughs> Let's go. Pyramid, baby. 
Uh, I'm going to say Contender also. Okay. Because I keep calling them the Dark Horse, and that's what they are. Yeah. Uh, number three, Contender or Pretender? Stanford for the NCAA title. This was a wash. We should have just erased this question. This is 100% Contender. This yeah, but is... after losing to, no. to Gauchos, a no. close win against the 49ers Sharks. This is a Contender. This will be the team that's in the title game. They're in it like I picked from the beginning. They're going to win it all. Put the trees in the shoe in. Yeah. All right. Uh, contender or pretender? Wolf Weigo for Coach of the Year. Uh, I think just because of everything that's going on, you have to say contender. I mean, there's no way unless he absolutely loses every game from here on out. But uh, I think the way things are playing out and what and it'll be it'll be curious if they do make it to the NCAA's and then. If they do do the whole thing, you know, whoever wins it, it's like say Santa Barbara doesn't win and say Stanford or any other team wins it, do they go with that guy? But I think Wolf and what he's doing at Santa Barbara, I think it's just like a huge thing right now. Everybody's talking about it. So how how can you not say he's not a contender? Exactly. Well, that's why I bring it up is because like, is there enough of a resume already to put him in that conversation? Or is it like, oh, I think if it's like, or is it like, nah, it's just going to go away because. If we go with the trends, then yeah, you know, if even if they win the GCC, they won't win the NCAA title. And the way that these things go is that whoever wins gets the accolades, right? Mm-hmm. So I think um, if the season ended today, he's the f- first ballot <laughs> uh, coach of the year. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, contender or pretender, Rafa Vergara for the Catino Award. This year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretender like that's not even a real qu- no he hasn't played enough he hasn't i mean and then of course if he goes on a crazy streak and long beach takes it all away then yeah but no pretender for sure he's yeah he's sleep no he ain't coming out <laughs> hey man i mean it looks like he's a big time gamer he's- all right what do you think it would take for him to win the Catino award they would have to win it all they would have to win every single game and win ncaa's there's the only way so you don't think that if some like Euro or foreigner or even an American who just absolutely killed it, balled out, like was just everybody knew that they were the best player in the country, but they didn't win the title, that they still won't get it? Yeah. Okay. I like look at some of these guys on the East Coast, some of these Euros on the East Coast that are putting up however many G's. Granted, yeah, their schedule is probably easier, you know, and they get to do that, but I still think they're probably really good players. But uh, I just don't think that you. In any sport, like, I don't care. Like, if you can't bring your team and elevate your team to a high level, like, you're not deserving of the best player, you know? If you're not at least, like, you know, top three or top two. Well, I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks didn't win the NCAA title, but Giannis Antetokounmpo got MVP. That's kind of my point. Yeah, but they were still in the top four. Like, they were still in, like, you know? All right. They were still in the championship of their. They were still like they were still a top four team of the NBA. Yeah. Okay. So then, what if so? So if Long Beach makes it to NCAA's, if they go to the Final Four, if they go to the Final Four and they finish third, what if they finish fourth? No. But if they but if they finish in third, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I think it's still like how you talk like. I, th- I just think it's like how you talked about, like, there's always going to be a goalie, like you brought up when we first did our picks. Like, I think that um, automatically eliminates one spot. If you're going off that criteria, if there's always yeah. got to be a goalie, that eliminates one spot. 
And Ben Halleck is the best player in the damn nation. I'm not disputing that. You know, but I'm I'm not disputing that. Yeah, okay. Pretender, Rafa. (laughs) You're asleep, though. Contender or pretender? UC Davis for the WWPA title. Mm, Okay, I didn't see the WWPA part. Uh, They are a contender. Okay. Yes. Yeah. They are a contender. I would agree. Obviously, when we did our uh, preview episode, we both picked the Tritons of UC San Diego. Mm-hmm. However, the Aggies are coming on strong. They're coming in hot. I don't know what an Aggie is, but whatever it is that thing does it's well, a horse, right? it's doing it. Isn't there horse? I always I, see like a horse for their mascot. Well, then it's stampeding in hard in the WWPA. <sighs> okay. I mean, dude, I just... I, them and San Diego's like LMU. schedule... LMU's not in WWPA. Oh, yeah. Damn it. See, I get, that's what I... Wait, aren't they? They used to be. They used to be. Okay. Back when we were playing. God, dude. Yeah. This, I get tripped up too, man. Yeah. I no, messed, I was going to say... I messed up in the preview episode. No, well, see, also. when I saw that, that's what I was thinking about. I'm like, wait, isn't UC Davison? No. The G- that's why I was yeah, confused. WWPA. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that they're, they're stampeding in hard here because I think that their schedule is pretty equitable with San Diego. And they're hanging in there right there neck and neck. Obviously, San Diego beat them this last time, but it was on that crazy goal. We will see what happens. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that they are contenders. Aggies, contenders, stampeding in. Uh, Number seven, contender or pretender? USC for the MPSF. As of right now, they're a pretender. (laughs) They're they're a pretender. Did that hurt? Yeah, man, it (laughs) hurt. Like, they... I, I mean, you can't... I mean... It's hard, yeah. They're they are a contender because there's only re- there's only four teams really battling for the MPSF title, literally. Um, but if I were to choose them over, do I think they're playing better than Stanford? No. Do I think they're playing better than UCLA? No. So they're a pretender in my eyes right now. So they need to step it up. Contender. Trojans are contenders. They're gonna hop up in that wooden horse. Knock on the Bruins. Knock on the trees door. I hope so. <laughs> They're going to let them in. And bam, baby. Here come the Trojans. Dude, there's just so much talent on that roster still. Yeah. I think people forget. Like, they still have Hunnis. They still have Jacob Merchant. They still have all these people with all this championship experience. Kind of like what Ross talked about last week. Like, I mean, yeah, this maybe is a silly question because there's only four teams contending for it. Not to overuse the word contend. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, given kind of the whole calamity surrounding the program and I think everybody's attitude surrounding it, everybody's probably counting them out. Uh-huh. But I'm counting them in. Okay. So, there you go. Only a couple left. Contender or pretender? Bucknell. Bison. <laughs> For the M-A-W-P-C, the Mops. Yeah, contender. I picked them already. I I trust my boy Cheerios over there. I trust the Bison. The Bison are always holding it together, and yeah, they're a hundred percent a contender. All right, I bring it up because the also can I get a Bucknell Bison shirt or something? <laughs> can somebody who's ever involved a player, a coach, a fan, one, one of our a parent, one of our homies who's in our fantasy. Arturo, do you hear this? Yes. I want a Bucknell Bison shirt, please. I would wear that Bison shirt 
everywhere. Yes, man. That's it. I want to rep. <laughs> I want to rep my favorite team on the East Coast. The Bison is nothing but love, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's con- it. Contender, though. Yeah. Contender. Again, I bring it up because George Washington is the other strong team. They've kind of uh, been the boss of the conference here for a while. And in my eyes, they were they were just going to walk through the conference. Mm-hmm. And um, But, I mean, Bucknell has had a good showing so far this year. You know, they've been trading punches back and forth with those NWPC teams. So, I thought, why not throw them in the conversation? Yeah. Bison, baby. Bison. Bison. And the last one. Contender or pretender? A Division three team cracking the top ten this year. <laughs> this year, just to clarify, <laughs> I'm just making sure. Yes, yeah, so the D3 team cracking the top ten este año. Uh, I would love to say so. No, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sw- not switch the question up, but I don't think they'll make the top ten because I just think that's just how the rankings work. Like. I think when Irvine or when Pomona beat Irvine last year, I think Irvine was ten or something, and I think the highest they moved was maybe a couple spots up because they still lose. I want to say they were like twelve at one point recently. Pomona, they were pretty high up. Yeah, no, no, I get that, but what I'm saying is like I. So what? Let me let me change this here. I think that a D three team, and I guess we're just gonna stick with Pomona or Whittier, are gonna will beat a top ten team. Okay. Contend. I think that they'll beat. You said LMU is tied or tied for tenth. Yeah, I could see them taking down an LMU or a San Diego here or there. And but will they crack the top ten? No, because of just the other losses that they have, and it just doesn't work like that. Yeah. It'd be so cool if you could just beat a team and you automatically get their ranking or whatever. Yeah. You know. But it, I don't think they'll crack the top ten. But contend for beating a top ten. Well, sir, you are in luck. Because this weekend is their only chance to do such a thing. The At the Gary Troyer tournament this weekend, which they co-host. They, they play San Diego, they right? They will play UC San Diego on Friday night under yeah. the lights, 7 p.m. Uh-huh. And then the next uh, afternoon, they will play Pepperdine. Yeah. So, and they've had a really close game with Pepperdine earlier this year. Yes. So, And then we don't know what your schedule, but... Uh, yeah, I think it's a contender. I think, and also it always like these weekends are kind of crazy for all these teams. Like they're just moving around, going on stuff, playing and, so many different games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think uh, yeah, contend for a top ten win. Whittier plays UC San Diego. Okay, that's their one. John McDevara's got that experience taking them down. So. Yeah. so yeah, they play them, and then they also play UCLA really randomly mm. uh, later this month. So got it. Good luck to them. Um, so we're going to go ahead and round out the uh, old pod here with just a little bit of high school talk. Um, let's see, Division 1 and 2, Harvard-Westlake and Newport are 1 and 2. I went to the Back Bay rivalry game last night, always wanted to see it. Newport beat CDM 16-11, wanted to see those players in person. Um, that was fun. Uh, Long Beach-Wilson's number 1 and Los Osos, shouts out, IE, number 2 in Division 3. Uh, what do you think about Los Osos? Pass. Pass? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's also Servite's kind of down on the rankings. They've lost... They're five? Yeah, you know, they've lost some big games. They've got the center from SoCal, who's just a monster. Ocasio? Yeah, he's just a huge guy, dude. His he's brother's like, on the verb. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I know. 
Maybe he'll change his mind, dude. Maybe he'll be a Leo instead of going to UCLA. All depends on how that recruiting trip goes. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, there. I think that's there's still like a really good team. Like you cannot count them out. The winners from last year. So yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that I just think is interesting is Modern Day is tied for fifth. Mm-hmm. That's got to be like a one of the lowest rankings they've had in a long time. No. Yeah, me. I prefer sure. Yeah. So I know I kind of sprung you. With this one, yeah. but uh, we haven't done due diligence to high school boys yet. Um, we're definitely going to do more next week because this is kind of a slow week. I know we said that before, but I promise this <laughs> time. Um, and so, yeah, uh, just yeah, short weekend preview. Yeah, there's the Gary Troyer at Pomona, CMS and Laverne. Um, Pomona takes on Pepperdine again. Like I said, Laverne plays against Santa Clara. Mm. Contender, pretender for a win for the Leos. Contender, baby. That was six years ago that we took down the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, it was like a couple days ago that it was six years that we took down the Broncos. Yep. It was nice. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, Davis and UOP play. And then Cal Baptist takes on Pomona, CMS, and Whittier. So how do you think the Sky will fare against the Lancers? Three and zero, baby. Yeah, Let's dude. Honestly, like, kind of looking at that, that could go three and zero, could go one zero and three. Like, yeah. you know, those that's a very winnable game for all three of those teams. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, the East Coast had off last weekend. Um, it looks like they have some games this weekend. Not too many jumping off at me from the page, but um, yeah, I think that's about it, my friend. We mm-hmm. uh, we tackled this NPS invite wrangled all these crazy scores sorted through as much of it as i think we could yeah um but yeah man the season is just gonna roll on so well everybody's i mean yeah everybody's getting into conference play now and even high school is getting into league and they're i think last week everybody started their league games and cif's coming up so yeah it's ready it's time yeah the season has been hot so far yeah and the heat is only gonna get turned up my friend correct yeah so anyways, um, go ahead, uh, talk with us on Twitter at CrossPassPod. Send us videos or whatever from there. Um, also on Instagram at CrossPassPod. You know, hashtag CrossPassPodcast on either one. Yeah. Just If you're on a pool deck this weekend, man, just show us. Show us a picture. Send us whatever. Yeah. You know? Also, who would you like to see as a guest? Because we have some stuff a-brewing. However, we are always looking, if anybody wants to be a guest, let us know. If you want to see somebody on here, let us know. We'll reach out to them. But uh, yeah, we're trying to bring on more guests this season. we got some good things coming up. That's right. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, remember, listen to us on Believe, mm-hmm. B-L-E-A-V Podcast Network. This is the Cross Pass Podcast. Signing off. Peace. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.